Hey, everybody. Grab your Bible and pencil and journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Psalms 1, verses 1 through 4. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. But the wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Hey everyone, happy 4th of July, and welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, we are talking about the book of Psalms, and we discuss what is our favorite Psalms, what can we get out of Psalms, and there's just a lot there. And I, I mean, I love the book of Psalms. We are really glad that you're here. So pull up a chair, listen in, and join in the conversation. Hello, Kara. Hello, Mom. You know, we're having conversations all over the United States, uh, the world. We've had them in Cayman. Um, this is true. We've had them when yeah. you're in Houston. And yep. where are you, Virginia, right now? I'm in Lynchburg, Virginia at Liberty University. Riley, my granddaughter, and your niece is taking a nursing camp. And you know what's funny about that? We went to... Um, you know, the beginning of it, they had just a little meeting for the parents. And, of course, me and Christy were there. Um, I'm taking Jim's place. And um, they have one thing that they said, if you, if your child has a problem, like with back or whatever, we're going to do this thing where they're put on a suit that is for old people. And they need to know, as they're being nursing, how to relate to old people and how it would feel to be old. <laughs> and so Chrissy literally had to to um, do a waiver saying that Raleigh could do, you know, th- put this old suit on. And so I'm really kind of excited because when Raleigh gets through at this camp, she'll know how Mimi feels most of the time. <laughs> so well, anyway. speaking of how you're feeling, how are you feeling? Because last week you were... You well, last week, uh, I wanted to see Jesus, literally, face-to-face. Glad mm-hmm. you didn't. I did. I did. Um, I did take a COVID test. It was not COVID. You know, they told me because of my antibodies that I've had COVID before, and I don't even remember it. But I can tell you this. Whatever I had in the last week or so, I will remember it because it's probably one of the, you know— the worst that I have felt, and I sounded like a frog. Now, I'm not too far from a frog right now. Um, my voice is a little bit deep, and by the time we get through with this conversation, who knows what I'll sound like. But um, that was another thing. That was another thing. We're there, and we're in this, you know, Liberty University, and the part where they have nurses, and we were in this uh, room at um, Simulator, and all these old people that are mannequins are in the bed, and I just wanted to crawl in the bed with those mannequins. <laughs> and uh, I felt like if I did, they may want to take care of me. And then all of a sudden, I start coughing. Now, Kara, during <laughs> the pandemic world, you don't cough even post in public, present and past. You can't cough in public, but no, I did. You can. And Christy could not try to get a mint fast enough. So not only am I thinking, 
that every little camper that is wanting to know about nursing is wanting to take care of me and going to put on the O suit, see how I'm feeling. I'm now coughing all over the sanitized hospital room kind of thing. So anyway, I know that the kids are just thrilled that I'm here to help them, but I came with Christy because she had to drive, and so I came to be with her. So I am so excited because we get to have a conversation. We get to um, have our time today, so that's kind of fun. And I haven't really talked to you much because of all that, so it's nice to see you and talk to you just in general. so much? So much. I know. Well, today we're going to talk about Psalms, and you mm-hmm. know, Psalms, it just, it'll just take you in a, in a moment of a feeling just praising Jesus, and then the next minute you're like weeping, like, oh my gosh, there's no hope, there's like, life is awful, and then there'll be another moment, and then you'll read a psalm, and it's just, my refuge is in God, and you know, you start all this praising, you know, it's one of the probably one of the most read books in the Bible, other yeah. than John, uh, in the fact that it's just so many uh, different emotions, different songs, praises. Hold um, on. It's just You're great. saying, so just sidetrack, yeah. but John is the most read book in the Bible? It's the most well-known. I don't know oh. if it's well. Because like John 3.16 or whatever? Yeah, John 3.16, of course, but... If someone says, you know, I don't know anything about the Bible, I'd like to start oh, reading. Yeah, they, Normally mm-hmm. they say go to the book of John because it's, you know, about love. That's a side note. I didn't know that. Sure. sure. But anyway, um, uh, what do you love about Psalm? Well, I do love Psalms, but I I don't know that I really have a lot to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good since we're having a conversation. <laughs> but I do love the Psalms. I, it's one of my, you know, one of my favorites because I feel like it is so, it's just comforting as a human and as a human who loves Jesus because I feel like the Psalms do capture that really well of what it's like to be human and still trust Jesus because there's a lot of lament in Psalms. And I know that we have talked about lament a little bit on here, which I think lament, you know, it it's just that mm-hmm. of you it's your weakness. It's saying uh, you're complaining before God, but then you're choosing to trust Him at the same time. And complaining and questioning God doesn't mean that you don't trust Him. It just means you're questioning God, but then you have to choose to trust Him. So that's my... Yeah, because we do know that other than anything else, only a human can read Psalms. So obviously it is for humans, but I think what you're saying is you're real. That the Psalms... Yeah, makes, like in our human, like our flesh. Humanness, yes. yes. That, you know, this is all about being real. And David, you know, wrote most of them. He didn't write all of them. But, you know, it's comforting to know David, who had such a heart toward God and loved God and wasn't perfect, but he had his moments of lamenting, Mm -hmm. crying out to God. And certainly as humans, and we've talked about this so many times, about just being able to be free and understand the heart of God that's going to love us no matter where we are unconditionally, that he, He's okay with us crying out to Him. He's okay with us sometimes questioning, God, what are you doing? I think David in, in some of the Psalms says, Oh, God, don't forsake me. God, where are you? Don't mm-hmm. leave me you know, alone. So, you know, obviously in David's yeah. spirit, he knew that God would never leave him. But when he's in trouble or he was grieving and lamenting, he didn't feel the presence of God. And so he was just, I think, kind of saying, 
remind me you won't ever leave me. Mm-hmm. Remind yeah. me you're in charge. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. I think it's interesting. I didn't think about it till this moment, but coming off of the episode last week where you spoke at the Breathe Retreat in January, and you talked a lot about that, about being real, mm-hmm. and really challenged the women there and challenged the, whoever was listening to the episode last week, but challenging them to be real. And you spoke a little bit about lament. And I think this is really a great place to start too, if you do have trouble with, because it is, I think, a a hard concept, especially if you, depending on, you know, whatever religious background you have to really lay it out there before God. Um, And I think there's a balance of, we don't want to lose our, we don't want to forget the holiness of God, but also he is so he's a personal God. And so I think the Psalms are a great place to start if, you know, listening to last week's episode, it was like, well, it's a little daunting to think about being that honest with God. Mm-hmm. Um and it is and hard. yeah, when you read when you read the Psalms, you see, I mean, at one point, I don't know what Psalm it is, but David asked that God kills his enemies. Like, will you kill yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't hold back. Don't David. think tell, I have tell a me you really <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But you know, is um I, I think that we live in a culture, and in the church culture, we're hearing a lot of voices. We're hearing a lot of things. Um, there is a um, path or a, a doctrine, churches sometimes, that says if you say something negative, then it's going to happen. You're, if you speak that over you, if you say, like, you know, God, you know, I'm mad at you, or I've God, have you forsaken me? Or God, where are you? Or God, are you not in your control? That you don't have faith and that you are speaking negative over you. And because of that, that's going to happen. You know, when you know the character of God, Kara, He's omnipotent. He knows everything. He's in control. He's sovereign. And so our words, and, and again, let me back up a little bit. There is a scripture, and it's in Proverbs, right after Psalms, where it says, Whatsoever a man thinketh he is. So there's a lot about words and what you say and what you think. Mm-hmm. Well, and the power of the tongue, and yes. Yeah, but without knowing that, you know, what we're saying is we're my tongue and what I think and what I say is more powerful than God. Now, we don't sit down and say that. But that's right. what that theology actually is kind of expressing, is that whatever you say or whatever you think, your direction, you know, go there. And of course, I know our eyes, we go where our eyes are and where our heart's set. But just because we have moments of weakness and just because we're concerned, you know, like do not feel God's presence when we're going through a hard time, that doesn't mean He's he's not there, right. and that's what David is saying. And and yeah. if you read the Psalms too, and you will watch a pattern, because there's always this pattern of feeling uh, and and lamenting, or sharing, or making your request known. And then there's a then by the time David or the songwriter would say those things and confess his feelings toward God and being honest before God, somehow the Spirit in them would then start, but yet I will praise you. Mm -hmm. And it's like it all of a sudden just takes this turn. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, of course, you know, the when they were writing this, they didn't have numbers of verses and stuff in it, chapters, but, you know, it's in that psalm, so it's in that letter. It wasn't 
a lot of time that had gone by before they for one moment lamenting and the next minute praising. So, mm-hmm. you know, well, that's what I think laments. That's good. Yeah, like lament, and that book that is mentioned in the show notes from last week's episode, it actually, it breaks lament down in four parts. Like lament isn't just the complaint to God, but lament is, it's first you have to turn to God. It's turning mm-hmm. toward Him in prayer. And then then you bring your complaints, and then you ask boldly, and then you choose to trust. So that's lament in and of itself. Lament isn't just the complaint to God, but it's, it's a process. The, yeah, it's the it's turning to God. It's mm-hmm. complaining, or you know, whatever doubt, whatever is kind of like your a heart. journey, journey to praise. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you ask boldly, whatever mm-hmm. it is that's on your heart, and then you choose to trust. You you know, leave it there in His hands, and you you trust Him. And I think that's and He got that. I mean, it's not a formula, but that's how. Yeah, David and the psalmist lay out. Mm-hmm. Um, lamenting, like you, it's not just complaining or doubting or whatever, and then and then just ending it there. But it's like, okay, I feel like this, but I'm gonna, you know, choose whatever. And I I do love in I don't know what psalm it is, but where David tells his soul, like tell he is speaking to his soul to trust God. He's he's saying, you know, sometimes you have to like tell yourself to trust God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's preaching to himself. He's saying soul, you know, like I will tell my soul to, I don't know the exact Psalm. I could find it because he says it a lot better than I am right in this moment. But, but you know, I think Carol, what, what really it is, it's just being honest before God. And I think that that's really repentance. It's the beginning of repentance. It's the beginning of freedom. It's being able to acknowledge to God how you're feeling. And if you're not trusting Him, you're mad at Him, I'm not saying that God is just really happy to hear that, or should you be in that situation, but you're not going to move forward through that until you admit where you are. And, you know, again, mm-hmm. going back to Genesis 3, when God said to Adam and Eve, where are you? God knows where Adam and Eve was hiding. They knew he was hiding, but he wanted Adam and Eve to know where they are. And so in the same token, like even with David or whatever, when David is acknowledging and pouring out and crying out to God, this is just his way of being real before God and being honest. This is where I am, and I cannot move forward through this. I cannot just stay here. I have, you know, I've got to move forward, but I cannot move forward if I don't know where I am with God or how I'm feeling toward God. So I think that that's kind of very, very important. I think as you and I, you know, begin our journey, a spiritual walk with God, there's going to be moments when. We're just very disappointed in God. Um, we don't want to stay there. And and that's where a lot of people want to say, well, I'm just mad at God. Well, I understand that. Um, who isn't? Who hasn't been? But, and God is can take it. He, he's okay with that. Mm-hmm. And probably the Holy Spirit has made him aware, you are mad at me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's kind of what you're saying. I think that's a great way of looking at Psalms when and I think that's why Psalms has been such a book that so many people have read in um, funerals or if they're going through a really hard time. Uh, they do read that. And, and I, I picked, for whatever reason, I don't know, I just love Psalms 1 when it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands. He doesn't walk. He doesn't stand. 
and he doesn't delight in anything that's wrong, but he uh, stands and sits um, in, in the presence of God. And I think that it says that whatever he does, he will prosper, and that's not prosperity teaching. What that means is you're going to be able to live and be free and experience God in a way that you never would have experienced him if you surround yourself by people that are not going in the same direction, that doesn't care anything about God. And I just find like it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on it day and night. And I do believe that that's you know, setting up what David wanted for the whole book of Psalms or all of what he was writing is meditate on this, think about this, you know, keep your focus, not only just being honest and real before God, but who God is and being real before Him. You know, uh, Kara, I think in the breathe, when we talked about breathe, and, and I'm, you know, I was pretty much dead. I wasn't breathing last week, so... I don't, hardly. So I don't really know what was put on the podcast, but I do know this. I do know at some time during Breathe that I challenged the women to stop playing church. And I think for right now, sometimes believers and followers of Jesus want to say all the right things. They want to say things they think is going to impress God or impress people around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you do reference that. And last week, it was the Friday night. It was the Friday mm-hmm. night talk, but we did also link if you wanted to download the other um, sessions from Breathe. But yeah, you right. do re- you do reference. That. I don't know if you say it just like that, but yeah, you you do challenge the women there to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that when we get around people that are. Believers and followers of Jesus, we automatically think everybody's got their act together, and they don't. But neither do I. I mean, if I did have my act together, I wouldn't know what to do with it. You know, we <laughs> all need a Savior. We need, all need Jesus. We're not. We never arrived. But I think that when we get around people, and a lot of times I remember feeling that way when somebody would ask me to pray. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't pray as pretty as so-and-so, or I don't say all the right words. Mm-hmm. You, know, and, you know, their prayer may not even been— get past the ceiling. I don't know. I don't know the heart. But but to me, they're just like, oh, the way she says her words and the way she prays. And we tend sometimes, even in our prayers and our talking to God and to other people and to each other, we feel like we've got to say all these church words. We've got to say those things. And I think David really shows us a heart toward God that can literally be a heart toward God and be a heart hurting, broken, uh, you know, longing, uh, wanting things to change, wanting uh, not to continue to be in the situation that he's in. He's tired of running often. And, you know, I think that we're just used to sometimes hearing people pray or hearing people talk or hearing people teach that we just assume, oh my gosh, I just don't know how to do it that well. God's never going to hear me. But to me, based on my limited amount of understanding of what Scripture says, I have never seen God be impressed with that. As a matter of fact, I think Jesus was not impressed with it with the Pharisees. He says, you're just standing around out out on the street, rambling around on things, but your heart's so far from me. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where with, with Psalms is more about, you see the heart of David, and of course, 
God said, he's a man after my own heart. Mm-hmm. And that heart that he had was was broken often and confused yeah. and fearful. Yeah. I think it all goes back to, you know, my favorite verse in the Bible, Revelation 21, mm-hmm. where God is doing this whole thing to have a relationship with us. That's from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. That's the, it's so that he can walk with us and so that he can be with us. And I think Mm -hmm. it's a relationship. There's no like formula. There's no perfect way to do a relationship or in every relationship is different. You know, like your relationship with me is different than your relationship with Christy, my sister. And it's not one's better than the other. And I think that's part of it where it's like, I don't want to speak for God, but from what I know about him, he just wants that relationship. And, you know, if I came to you with a script or with like saying things that you're like, that is not you. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like it. Yeah. Or if I were to say to you, Kara, how are you doing? And every time I say, how are you doing? You say, fine. Yeah. I might get irritated. I guess you've never done that. Have you sugar? Well, no, I would never say fine. If you, (laughs) yeah, you would never really just say, Oh, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. For those that's sarcasm. I do that a lot. Uh, but sometimes I am fine, but yeah, it's the letting. And I think that's it. It's just like this. And again, I'm not perfect at it. I know you would say the same thing, but it's the relationship and reminding myself of he wants, he wants that. Like he wants me Mm -hmm. to let him in because he wants to love me, not, Mm -hmm. not just to be loved by me, but he wants to love me. And, speak to me and be a perfect father and, you know, Holy Spirit comfort me and all, you know, all of those things. And I think that's basically what it boils down to. It's like, that's the whole, that's the point of this whole story. The story being the Bible and. Yeah. You know what, Kara, he just wants you to be you. He just wants you to be you. He created you. He don't want you to be someone else. Uh, And how many times do you tell me that? I mean, you would think for the love, I'm 73 years old. And, or I'm going to be 73. I don't want to keep saying that. Uh, I'm going to be 73. And you would think, you know, and I, and I laugh and I say, oh, I guess you've got to go through, you know, menopause before you don't care what other people think. But you know what? You don't, you have to die before you stop caring what other people think. I think it's a, a part of the flesh that we all mm-hmm. struggle with. But I have to go back all, all you know, all time and just even with the podcast and, God did a miraculous thing Sunday because, as you know, I've all, I've been extremely sick. And I was asked on Friday to dialogue with a pastor at City Church of Marietta on this, you know, very controversial thing that's going on with um, Wade versus Roe and the, you know, Supreme Court turning, you know, turning that over. And he asked me on Friday to speak. And miraculously, I literally went through that whole thing without coughing or sounding like a frog. But what I would say is I, re- I remember getting nervous. At, at, it was about to start, and I know it's controversial. I know it shouldn't be, uh, but it is. And I'm like, God, I don't know what you want me to say. And I just remember thinking and had the thought, just tell him the truth. Just tell him my truth. In other words, I felt like God was saying to me, just be you, just go up there and tell them what I've told you. And I think so often we feel like, oh, we've got to say everything the right way. We've got to be perfect and we've got to think perfectly. And and I think that that's 
would sum up Psalms. I think David clearly says no. Yeah, well, and to say what you mean by that is you just speaking from your heart and not speaking for God, not speaking, you know, but this is what you've seen in Scripture or what what you feel like is the heart of God and this, you know, that sort of thing. It's not... Well, I always say, you're right, Kara, I always say I do not speak for God, but I ask God to speak through me, and I feel like that was what happened. Yes. But anyway, so, yeah, I I just, I think, you know, as you're entering in our conversation and and as we're talking here, I, I hope that the people that are listening, that they just can really, you know, grab hold of a a psalm that maybe God has just got your attention to that you really meditate on it and you think about it and think about the heart of God and seeing what He's saying. I know for me, um, I always, you know, pray, you know, God created me a clean heart. Teach me your statutes that I may walk with you. And, you know, that's like Psalms 84. And um, and then, Carrie, I want to talk just a little bit before we close. Psalms 91. You know what I call that? 911. I love that. In the middle of the night one day, I was just like, you know, going through a really, really hard time, concerned about my children and what they were going through. And uh, I started reading, and I had turned to Psalms 91.1, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, this is a 911 call. This is like I'm going through a really hard time. And it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And I think that that's what, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, uh, I know that the military literally has used that as a, a soldier's prayer and has put that in a lot of the combat. A lot of soldiers who are going in combat would have those uh, verses very close by printed out, but it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty and finding the refuge, and that God is who I trust. And I just think, you know, um, 911, you know, when you're really going through a hard time and you don't know what's going to happen, you've got a lot of fear, and what's, you know, what's God doing, and what am I supposed to be doing, and how, what am I supposed to be thinking, and what's happening into the world, and how are we going to end, and what's all of this going on? I just love the fact that there's a Psalm 91-911. Sometimes it's just a, an emergency. Sometimes you've got to just stop and say, God, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to sit here for a minute, and I want to dwell here, and I'm going to let you fight for me. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, you know, of course, I love all of Psalms 91 um, it says that when you call to me, I will answer. That's like the very last verse. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And that is not a promise that you will not die. Jesus gives us a promise that we won't die because we have everlasting life. But I think that um, what it is saying is that you can be in the battlefield. You can be in a battle and be safe because that you're trusting God, you know? And, and so anyway, I just, I thought about that and, and I just didn't know. I wondered, I thought, I just want to know, Carol, what is your favorite, favorite Psalm? And we did a whole thing on Psalms 23. Did, did that become one of your favorite Psalms or? I do really like Psalm 42, mm-hmm. which is the one that starts with, you know, my soul thirsts for you. It's the deer panting one. Oh, I love that, yeah. 
Um, and that's the one, 42 and 43, actually, the one that I was talking about where David speaks to his soul. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, why are you cast down on your soul? Oh, my soul. Yes. But like even the last chapter, I mean, the last verse of that, why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. So I just love that because it's, it's, I mean, even in that line, hope in God, for I shall again praise him. It's mm-hmm. like... I'm going to do that again. You know, I'm going to keep, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep praising them. So yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. There's another one that I really love in it. I, it's in the sixties. I just don't know which one in the sixties. It may be 63 if I remember correctly, but, but I Maybe, do. I, but I just, I love, I will say what I love about it is it, it just talks to this like awakening and it talks to just God wait, awakening something mm-hmm. within. And I just, I, I do love that. And I don't know, it's 60 or 60, 61, 62, 63, 65. I love a lot of the 61s. Okay, there's a lot of songs that Carol likes. <laughs> I know, this is why I've had a hard time uh, trying uh, to pick one. Yeah. And she loves them so much she cannot find them. But I will say this as, <laughs> as we close, because I really, really encourage um, you that are listening and just to get into Psalms and really take it slow and, and look at the pattern. Look about how they were... David was so real before God, and he was just normal. He was human. He's just a man um, seeking after the heart of God. But, you know, as as we are ending here, I just want everybody that's in on this conversation to write to us and ask us, tell us, what, what's your favorite psalm? Because I just love this. This is Psalm 62, verses 5 through 8. For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. I love that. O oh God, rest, my salvation and my glory, my mighty rock, my refuge is God. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I love that. And so today, as, as we end, just think about, no matter what you're going through, that you have a God, and He is powerful to hold you no matter what you're going through that there is nothing that will happen to you today that God will not give you the power to withstand. It says, for you are my rock and my salvation, my fortress, I shall not be shaken. And in a world today where it seems like we are our foundation, everything around us is falling apart, we can run to God, just like David did, be honest before Him, and remind ourselves that there is nothing in this world that can shaken us to a place where we cannot find hope and we cannot put our heart and our trust in God. He is amazing. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.